0: Ah, hello. Hello, everybody. It's me. It's Jake. It's Jake Johansson. Yeah, you're right. It's me. It's episode 171. Hey, listen, this episode, I had recorded it during the Melbourne Comedy Festival with my guest, Daniel Sloss, who is... uh, a great new friend that I made at the festival. He was my first friend that I made at the Melbourne Festival. We um, did a couple of preliminary gigs together and kind of hit it off, and uh, then we spent a day watching <laughs> a UFC fight in a uh, English bar where we proceeded to uh, to drink. He's into the uh, cider, so I was drinking cider, which is alcoholic. Americans, they make alcoholic cider. Oh, you probably knew that. You're so cool. Um, anyway, it was quite, it was quite a fun day and we've just really uh, enjoyed each other's company throughout the whole festival. I asked him to be on the podcast. He was nice enough to come over to my venue and then backstage we recorded this conversation just prior to both of us having to do our shows. So that was the circumstances and it was a couple days before the end of the festival. So we do talk about that. And so this is not as timely now as it would have been right then, but let's face it, you're not at the festival. you're not listening to this. It doesn't matter when in time it takes Takes place. You can pretend that it is timely, and it still wouldn't matter. Um, it's a fun conversation, but uh, Daniel is just the most wonderful person and the sweetest guy, and he is very funny. And he says some things in this conversation. They're kind of. <laughs> he's comedians have opinions, and they're kind of uh, they're kind of outrageous. A couple of things that I found that he said. So I just wanted to tell you all how much I love this guy before we have this conversation in case when you're listening you have any judgments about them i want you to withhold those i want you to go see him i want you to uh just learn to love him the way that i love him and so now (laughs) i'm gonna play that conversation i feel like geez i hope i hope that doesn't seem douchey i didn't mean i don't want to over qualify you know this guy because he is awesome and he stands under his own power i just felt like i i I don't want to kind of have it be a situation where I asked him to do me a favor and he came by and he was frank and then, and then he came off looking different than he wanted to look. But he's, he's just a lovely man. This was a fun conversation. I'm so excited to have made uh, a new friend. And Daniel Sloss, here we go. Oh yeah, the theme song is good. The theme song is good. Yeah. Yeah, my guests can't hear it right now. But you can hear it. You like it, right? Um, Okay, hey, it's Jake. It's episode 171 of the podcast. I'm still in Melbourne. I'm still here. I can't...
1: Your head is in your hands.
0: I know. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of doing shows and talking to people who are nice and well-mannered, but not always... They don't always pull their weight, I find.
1: Especially because yesterday was Wednesday, and I think everyone just had that crowd didn't matter if it was full didn't matter if it was half full there's just something about wednesday where they all know they've got work the next day it's nobody's night off and they're just like yeah i've got paying for the babysitter
0: could we just could you, you do the, this do somebody? your little show and i'll have as much fun as i can have and then anyway so my guest today oh i've got a website you can check my other dates go see my shows Jakethis.com. my guest today is daniel sloss he's my first new friend at this festival, yeah. right? We made friends on the first night, and now it's three nights before the end, four nights before the end, and we're finally getting around to the podcast because we've been busy. Yeah, just uh,
1: crushing it. She is going out, uh, I say crushing it, drinking far too much and just being lazy
0: bastards. Well, there's been a little bit of drinking and having a good time, but I feel like there's been some other, There's we haven't just been misbehaving. No, we've been, we did, we've had very sort of,
1: uh, nice days we went to the the soccer which was not as good but then
0: we just watched the ufc which i forced you to watch well i feel like i signed up for that and i did enjoy it yeah. and i hadn't watched a full i mean we watched the, the whole full, card, all of it. it
1: was a, and it was a great card that we
0: watched yeah and hours of ufc on what day was that that was, that was the, for the first day so it was the uh mark hunt
1: the uh oh god who was it was it jds or no, it was Frank Mia. Sorry, yes. Yeah, it yeah and it
0: was Mier. last month. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a month ago. That yeah, was a month ago. <laughs> uh, We've been friends for a month and yeah. seen each other almost every day because we're in Australia doing shows every day, and almost then, every. I think I've done almost every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's only and there's only so many places that you really hang out. So you either bump into someone, mm-hmm. or if you don't bump into them, you go ah. Oh, they went to bed tonight. They clearly took tonight. If I don't see you at either Pretty Little Sisters or uh, Max Watts,
0: I know that you're in bed. Yeah, there's the two bars that you can wind up at. Well there is that third, there's a third place, that cabinet. Did you ever go Yeah, in there? yeah. That's a good hidey one. Like you can yeah. you can pretend that you went to bed in there. That's where the cool kids go. But then every once in a while you run into people in there. Yeah. I just feel like you don't have to yell when you're in there. Anyway, it's been a I've I've really been having a good time. This is my first giant full on festival. Yeah,
1: you're a newbie to it. Despite yeah. the fact
0: that you've been going for ages i've been doing stand-up for a long time i mean i've had i've had grueling gigs but this is i wouldn't say grueling but it's just a long time to be in one place for this long yeah. is uh, is bizarre yeah
1: because it, it, it's not like uh when you turn up like if you're doing a weekend a, a club or something you can just sort of roll in and you go oh, i'll do this this day i really gotta like spend my time wisely whereas here you're here for a a fucking month, right? It's and, like a home away from a home, and
0: it it turns into that. And you've turned you've turned the stakes a bit because mm-hmm. I've seen you your post. You've done Denver at Comedy Works, which is Don't a place comedy, in that Yeah, moment. that's yeah, one of yeah. my favorite clubs. So, what's it like when you're touring over in um, Scotland, UK? See, in Scotland,
1: uh, it's, it, when I toured, it's uh, it's it's touring my hour ninety minute show with my support act. Right. So we obviously during the Edinburgh Festival, which is like the bigger version of this uh I do that for a month uh sort of work build up the show there do it every day here twice on weekends and then take that show out on the uk road and then to europe as well uh-huh. so i uh for me I'm, I'm very sort of seasoned in doing the exact same fucking shit every single day
0: and how many nights how, how, when you're when you're touring i get the edinburgh and here it's like every night except for mondays for a month. Edinburgh is every night and uh, one
1: day off but two shows on Fridays and Saturdays which are like 15 minutes after each other and then touring is I think about, about 65 shows in the space of 80 or 90 days. And that's driving and flying and everything.
0: Oh, so you just bunch it all together oh, and okay, take yeah, care yeah. of it, and yeah. then you're done. So you've done all you've done Edinburgh and you've done all the other stuff in the course of four yeah, months. Yeah.
1: So August, uh, August is Edinburgh. September tour kind of starts. October, November, uh, and then half of December, and then that's that show.
0: So and then the, done. And then you come here and do the do the do it again.
1: Yeah. yeah so the, yeah, but this is my first Melbourne. So I'll be doing the exact same next year, which is just working on that show. By the t- so by the time I bring my show here next year, it'll be the strongest it's been, but I'll also be working on my next show for next year's Edinburgh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, that's what Adam was telling me. He likes to do, he likes to work the show out here and then take it to Edinburgh when it's already kind of yeah. sorted a little bit. See, I do the opposite. I work out in Edinburgh. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've got, I've got the
1: audience there. I, you know, I work out all the material separately in clubs, mm-hmm. like throughout the
0: year, and then it's just because my my show's it's not real there's no through arc there's no it doesn't need to You're doing a stand up show Yeah. that's I, what I'm doing as a stand up show it's you don't have a like this year it's about world peace or No anything. no
1: I don't need to Oh, does this bit link to this book? I go I go look here's seven here's six solid separate stand up routines that I've stuck together here's your fucking show
0: <laughs> Have you ever called it here's your fucking show
1: I'd love to but uh Oh yeah I have always um. Uh, my pa- my All my last shows, apart from this one, which is called Dark, I, for four years, just named them really shit titles, like, just because I was bored of
0: Okay, what's movie. your worst title that you've named your show?
1: So I had Daniel Sloss, Live, Daniel Sloss, Really, Daniel Sloss, Stand Up, and uh, the next one's called So, and then next one, next year's one will be called Now, and then the year after that will be called X, because it's my tenth solo show. Wow, you've got it all mapped out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just like, like well, because you're keeping it simple. You're yeah, keeping yeah. It no, simple.
1: I, I've got I've got absolute uh, respect for uh, people that can sort of uh, theme shows because you know that's why you know it becomes you can win the best show, and I think it's always important to remember the difference of that. Like people win best show because it's sort of there, whereas I've never really wanted to have the best show. I've always just wanted to be the the funniest stand up, and I think uh, I'd rather. The, the people that do do the uh, theme show, you can sort of see in clubs and stuff. It's not always um, uh, the stand-up. I, I, I just love stand-up. I love jokes. I love bits. I love routines. I love right. stories.
0: So so pretty much anything that's in your show now, you could also do in, your, in a, in uh, a every comedy sing, club. Every single fucking joke yeah, I do, yeah. I could do in a comedy club. A, that's, sort of, that, that's sort of what I'm kind of trying to suss out as I go see them. Because there's hybrids. There's in between. You know, yeah, there's yeah, the shows yeah. that are super theatrical and you just couldn't do them in a comedy club for whatever reason then there's the shows that are straight super funny stand up yeah. that could work in a comedy club and then there's the ones in between where there's just bits in the middle that are that are kind of stories that are hooking things together yeah. but but not
1: i might do it like a proper show in a couple of years but for me i'm just like if i can just do 10 years of just grinding, grinding grinding away stand up and just have 10 years of you Know learning how to write jokes and perform jokes properly, and then go into and then start writing a show. Then I'm like, because that way, even if I fall back on the material, the base of it is I know great. So, this is your eighth one, did you say? This is seven. yes, yeah,
0: eighth. No, it's my seventh. Seventh, and you've been doing stand up for like seven years, so you uh, jumped eight, right seven, in, yeah. so you jumped right in, yeah, and, and did an hour show. Uh, yeah, after, after about 10 months, do, uh, maybe
1: 12 months, yeah, after a year, I did my first, I didn't want to. My agent forced me to do it. Uh, I was very much one of the comics that was like, "Oh, uh, you get sort of comedians that are a bit tactical in the UK, and I understand why they do it, where they, you know, they've been on the circuit for three years, but they delay doing their first show because they want to get the best newcomer nomination uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe, because you know, there's a, a oh. lot of clout that comes with that. You can get a lot of deals off the back of it. Uh, and I was sort of saying that to my agent when I was eighteen. I was like, I'd rather delay it by two years, just build up on material, and then have a chance of getting nominated for best newcomer. And she was like, Would you rather have?" uh two years down the line have the best newcomer nomination or two years down the line uh be doing your third solo show in a much bigger room and i was like oh yeah that does sound better
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the second one sounds more stand-upy and then when do you start when did you start when did you turn the corner from kind of doing it at, you because at some point these festivals some of the venues are so small mm. that you can't really make back you know you're, yeah. ju- you're just paying for your trip yeah um, my agent in the UK is one of the best fucking agents. She, so they uh, help guide you through all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah,
1: yeah. I've I've been very lucky just because the way my agent does stuff and because the fact that she is an absolute fucking Rottweiler. I've never lost money at the Edinburgh Festival.
0: That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: and it's it's all down to it is all down to her. People like oh you, you put the the work in I'm like oh no don't get me wrong I'm, I'm, when I say. It's all down to her. I'm not saying I'm not a good fucking stand-up, but no. she's the one that gets that room, gets that deal, markets the fucking shit out of it, gets the right audiences in,
0: well, knows how it's done. And markets it at a, obviously a rate where you can still make your money back. See, that's the thing that the American agents, you know, they barely will answer the phone or hustle you up to get a gig, but they're not going to worry about promoting the show or, you know, making a deal with a venue or anything like that. That My agent's fully all the way. She knows she's been doing this for so long that she knows. And nobody
1: fucked with her because... If you fuck with her, she'll email, email you because con- she sleeps for five hours a night and she's mad to her job. Oh, this
0: is the one who was texting you the, when we first yeah met. It was yeah, the first constantly couple texting, constantly yeah. know all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. And, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong; it gets very annoying. But I would rather she was annoying than impossible to get in contact with.
0: No, I love my manager, but I would I would really to have somebody who's got those kind of skills has got to be a great oh, it's great asset. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's been uh, instrumental to my career. And does she handle here too? Or because I know George is producing your show here. Right? She,
1: so. so she put George, when I was 18, she dragged George in cause she's known him for years. And uh-huh. She went, you've got to fucking come see this kid. And he was like, I don't think he's ready. she was like, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now he is. And yeah,
0: yeah. George then uh, brought me out and that's just been supporting us. So, so right, I'm trying to do the math backwards. So that's 18, you're 25. I'm 25, 25 seven years ago. So I've been yeah. coming to the yeah, this yeah, show yeah.
1: since I was about 18, seven
0: years now. Yeah, pretty amazing. That's pretty. That's a lot to be proud of, to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. No, I, great. I, yeah. I, I mean, I had a I had a fast takeoff in my career. So, uh, but I started I started at twenty one, and then I, I got to where I was headlining, which is doing a, you know you close the show in the states, by it in five years or yeah five years, but uh, but to be able to do your own hour show right away like that.
1: Oh, but the first one it's important to remember. My first three shows were shit. Like the audience laughed. Like. Uh, But, you know, if I I go back and watch it, now I still can't, it's too close to home, I just watch this precocious little cant who can't write a good joke. All of the jokes are, it's porridge comedy, like there's... its it's porridge comedy mean? You know, it fills you, it does the job, but there's no, it doesn't (laughs) take, like, yeah, oh yeah, I laughed, but there's nothing, you know... More to it, it was you know, it was exactly you know, an 18, 19 year old, exactly how you'd expect him to do, fucking stand up, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, sure, everybody when they're young, though, the stuff that you're talking yeah. about that's interesting to you, that's yeah. also interesting to the people in the crowd at the time, is it's you know, as you get older, it's well, yeah, you're not into that anymore, right? uh, yeah. But so,
1: I my first, but that was the thing my agent always says, uh, uh, when I see people delaying their first shows, you know, I'm 25 and I'm doing my eighth solo show this year. and. Yeah, and I love that because that's a huge amount of experience and skill to have in my belt that my agent forced me into. I'm glad she did because at 25, I've done eight solo shows. Who remembers my first show? Literally fucking no one. Who remembers my second solo show? Literally fucking no one. Who remembers the third one? No one. Who remembers the fourth one? No one. Why would anyone? But uh, the last, but the last, but, but, few. but the last three when I finally, but because by then in my last three shows I finally just something clicked in my head where it it stopped going from writing just jokes, uh, but. To jokes about me, yeah, yeah. It was it was finally me on stage as opposed to just a kid trying to be a stand up. It was me as a stand up.
0: Right, right. Because I haven't seen your show because we're at the same time as each other, but I've seen chunks of it. Yeah. And there's great stories about you and your life and your Yeah, yeah,
1: And And it it took it just yeah. It took for me because I've always think like doing this festival or doing the Edinburgh Festival is
0: I would say the equivalent of doing two years on the circuit at least. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a pretty amazing uh, experience because you definitely have um, audiences that run a wider range than, than you get. I mean, in the States, touring, doing clubs, mostly I'm working to crowds where every once in a while they might be a little sluggish, but here you get those ones like we were talking about at the beginning. Where you just gotta drag them across the finish line, yeah. but they're into it. They're having a good time. They're just they're just gonna watch it. That's Yeah, all. They, they just don't have the
1: the energy, and then you have you know the Tuesday gigs, which for some reason are can be inexplicably good because it's tight arts Tuesday, which means it's uh, cheaper tickets.
0: Yeah, it's cheap tickets on Tuesday, so they so get a good turnout. F- yeah
1: for, yeah they get a good turnout. For some reason, the audience just have the like, oh, well, because they've obviously come with friends. It's cheaper. They're excited. Yeah, yeah. You get really weird ones. You get sometimes the first Friday for some reason of a festival is always a tough crowd, and inexplicably like it's a Friday, the weekend's coming up, but then for some reason the first Sunday when they've all got work the next day, great fucking kick. It, it's really
0: really weird. Yeah, except this one we had Easter on that day. Oh yeah, yeah. So it yeah, so was the long weekend. Oh man.
1: People people often ask like I, I can't remember who it was that said it. Um, I wish I could, but there was a comedian that says there's more of a difference between a crowd on a fucking Thursday and a Sunday than there is between a crowd from America and Australia like i don't think audiences from different parts of the world really have- at
0: the festival at this at the this festival in my experience yeah that's true it's yeah. it's you really get a variety just in your week and i and i had sort of been witnessing that but then i kind of thought well last saturday it was a big night you know I thought, oh, okay, the publicity is taking effect. It's just going to be this for the rest yeah. of the thing. And then, you know, weird Sunday, good Tuesday, weird Wednesday. You know, it's like, oh my my God. <laughs> but it, it totally keeps you on your toes. And
1: it's the reason I love doing festivals so much, not only for the experience, is a, it's really fucking impossible to get an ego. Because it's just, if the comedy gods are real, you just have one good gig and you just come out on this fucking high being like,
0: I'm the king. I figured it out, and then the next day. And are you? Do you get your show? You you're in a groove now, so you've got you're doing it and just kind of grooving it. Yeah, maybe I've, go I, off go off track a little bit, but yeah, not too much. I love going off
1: track. That's why I, again, that's another sort of uh, bit I find really fucking fascinating about comedy. And it happened two nights ago. This is a show I did for 35 times during August last year, which I did on the road. Uh, in the UK and Europe 70 times, which I did for a run in New York for a fucking week and then in LA twice. And I've done it for three weeks here and two nights ago, my brain just went, oh, here's a new bit that fits direct. And you're like, I've done this a hundred times. How is it just now? Oh. How is it just now that I did not see this, such this obvious fucking link
0: or just, it blows my mind. And then with do does that, are it's you like gonna, an Xbox
1: achievement. Like you've done it, you've you, done it a hundred times. Yeah, you now unlocked this new punchline.
0: Do do you do you record these then for as a special thing that people are going to be able to buy or no no I or watch or would, how do you archive them or just for your own purposes?
1: Uh, I I record all my sets just uh, for myself. Um, I have a DVD out which I got when I was uh, 20, 21, but it's shit and I hate it because it was all my stuff. I was twenty one and. I want to do my new stuff but Major's was like, you need to archive your material. So I had to do all my material from between the ages of twenty oh, 18 and 21, and it's it's good stand-up, but I hate it because it's just partage comedy. As
0: I said, it's just this... Yeah, but it seems like to me, all of, all of you guys who are turning over that hour every year, it just seems like such a, a real kind of shame that those shows don't get saved as they're like, oh... This is my show from this year. It's completely different from last year. If you're curious about last year, here you can watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know. But for me, like it, that means and for I wanted I have wanted for
1: the past, you know, 4 years to bring on a special but because of contract things with the BBC I couldn't bring out a new one. I'm finally out of that contract now. So, oh. I'm looking for like a special. Uh if I don't if I don't get like a deal for something, you know, whether it's, you know, Comedy Central mm-hmm. or HBO or Netflix in the next year and a half. Uh it will be absolute. Uh, I will record it myself because yeah. I've got people in the UK to do that. But you also just want that. kick and, and as annoying as it has been to not have those last three shows I did, for my next show is just going to be an amalgamation of those. It's going to be a fucking you can do the monster, the monster, yeah, greatest just a fucking show. killer yeah. show that I just go. Oh, if people see this, this is. It's going to be so tough. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like on a scale, there's some annoying things like, yeah, I wish I had this massive archive so people mm-hmm. could see my growth. But on the other side, people who have no idea who I am, if they just suddenly see this 90 minute special, it comes out of fucking nowhere.
0: So, and you're going on the road pretty So you're young, you don't have a family, you can do whatever yep. you want. Yeah. And so. Very much taking advantage of that, because I'm fully aware in the future. Oh, you have to. I had to get super special permission, and still, it's not even easy for me to be mm-hmm. gone for this long, amount of time. But uh, is it wear? Does it wear on you at all?
1: I, uh, you know, I miss uh, Australia. is different. When I'm on the road uh, in the UK, um, normally I can I can distract myself because I'm with my best one of my best friends, Kai. Uh, we tour together, so we're fine. And we, you know, wherever we are in the UK, we'll stay with a friend or a hotel, or we'll have people near us when we're in Europe, we, because we've gone there a couple of times, we know all the promoters everywhere we go. So, even though you get a little bit homesick, I'm everywhere I go, it's people I know. So, it's, it yeah. is genuinely distracting. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've not seen you in a year. And that's what I really enjoy about Australia. I've been coming here for seven years now. So, yeah, I mean, I miss, uh, you know, I miss Kai, I miss uh, my best friend, jean I miss my family and stuff. But, I also only get to see these guys once a fucking year. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, it's, uh, yeah, I, get, I find it hard to get homesick I get distracted It's normally only when I'm drunk And in bed FaceTiming you know, my flatmate I'm just like Oh yeah Oh fucking, yeah, yeah So
0: you've been coming here for seven years But this is your first time doing this festival Yes So the other times You're just coming down Doing shows I was, I was doing
1: uh, Sydney and Perth And Adelaide And those ones uh, I've watched to do for so long, but uh, due to the be- behind the scenes issues, I've right, uh, not been able to do it until now, but uh, again, it's another thing, as annoying as it has been to never do this festival for, to now come in for the first time with the best show I've ever had and just fucking, you know, it's been sold out for three weeks now, There's, I've got to add extra shows, I'm definitely yeah, coming back great. next year. So again, annoying to not do it for the past four years when I wanted to do it, but now that I have got still to do it, set.
0: still fucking very happy. And are you going to do the other ones now when you come back, the I'm other going, festivals? Or I'm going, yeah, yeah,
1: I'm going to Sydney next week and then uh, Perth and Auckland and back to Sydney.
0: Oh right, so you're
1: on a massive... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm out here for two months. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, which is the longest I've been away from my home, but again, there's enough traveling in between and enough sort of different people, home away from homes, so people that I've yeah, been hanging in that out here, that I can distract myself.
0: Have you done any tourist stuff? Did you do any of that while you were here? Go see any?
1: Uh, we went to the Andy Warhol and something Tewe, Huawei. Wei, Huawei. Way way. Yeah. I think
0: it's Weiwei. Wei. Wei Wei. I went to that too, and I can't remember it. Ugh, I, I just can't remember. I fucking hate art. And I know what <laughs> and I know what we do. I know <laughs> what on, we man. do
1: is art or whatever. But I'm just sat there and I'm walking around. And I I I I, I wanna clarify, I know it's me, right? There's enough people in this fucking building loving it, reading everything, looking at everything that I'm like, right? Clearly, I'm clearly I am wrong, right? Why would it be in this big fucking building if I if I am the? But I just couldn't. It's just pictures of fucking soup cans. And I always hear that argument, like, where you go, oh, I could do that, and they go, yeah, but you didn't. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not
0: a cunt. Like, I've got better shit to do. Yeah, you're not the guy. I don't think I want to go to the art museum with you.
1: (laughs) No, I enjoyed some of the stuff. Like, there was this big porcelain uh, flower thing in the middle, and it it was huge, and each flower was individually crafted. And I'm like, you know what? This is fucking art. I respect this. This is something I could not do. I get that. And then it's just a bunch of fucking selfies, and,
0: like... Yeah, the selfies were pretty weird. There's
1: a guy just giving the middle finger to, like, that all these way, landmarks.
0: That was I think it's Ai Weiwei. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he took a bunch of pictures where he's giving the finger to national monuments and stuff.
1: And just... Uh, and, like, this one represents this, and you go... Because my friend Barry was kind of enjoying it, and he was like, yeah, but like, I really enjoy the fact, that, you know, he was... All this commercialism stuff, like, you know... Like, one of the things was, like, picture of coat balls, and he was saying, like, what well, this says here is... That no matter how rich or poor you are, Coke will always taste the same. And I'm just like, that's fine, but why are you only making art for rich people then, you fucking prick? Like, if you're that fucking obsessed with the difference between
0: rich and poor, uh-huh. why is your target audience rich people? Well, look, I can't answer for Andy Warhol.
1: <laughs> and he neither but, can he, because he's dead.
0: But, but, uh, uh, he's dead now. Yeah,
1: I just uh, and I'm wrong. There was enough people there. Clearly, that part of my brain just doesn't. Maybe I'm young. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I wanted to hate it, but I really tried
0: to go in there with an open mind. You didn't enjoy it, I can tell. No, listen yeah. to that. Obvious. I felt sorry yeah, for Patty. Yeah, no, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I I enjoyed that exhibit, but I didn't understand Ai Weiwei's art because I hadn't heard of him ahead of time. I guess maybe but uh, that was the thing that I did too and then what else did well and we went to some sporting events did yeah, you go see the the footy the AFL Australian football no no league. yeah I might go on a Saturday yeah um, I did that that was that was an interesting
1: because it's like a fucking huge pitch as it's well it's
0: giant it's like a cricket stadium because supposedly they invented it so the cricket Players could stay in shape when it was off season, oh, okay. so they play it on a cricket pitch. But then they use a ball that looks like a rugby ball, ball. but smaller, and then just punt it around. They have to hit punch it with their fists when they're passing it to each other. Then they have to kind of bounce it, dribble it on the ground, which is tricky because it's because it's a fucking egg shape. Yeah, yeah, and then they got to kick it through the goalpost. So there's that. It's it's really bizarre. It looks like a game that little kids made up and they convinced grown up men to take it seriously.
1: I've tried watching it. I think you'd have to see it live because you can always get into it more, but whenever I've watched on TV, I'm like, I I don't know what's happening. I don't know what your version of offside is in this game. I don't know why that tackle was not okay and the other one It's just, or is it? reckon if I was live and I had a pint in my hand, I could just do that,
0: you know. I enjoyed it because there were guys, there were English guys that I went with who knew it because they had seen it before, but they could explain it to me as, as As a person who had never seen it it, you know what i mean because they are they they had just learned it so they knew how to tell explain it it, yeah you know what i mean people who've seen something their whole lives and they try and explain something and they leave things out because they think well, only a dumbass would not know that yeah yeah because that's how i felt yesterday when we were playing soccer you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's like i don't know where you're supposed to run when a guy gets the ball and there's another guy who doesn't have the ball on the other you know like where do you go to get a pass and then and then I'd get the ball, and I knew, okay, I want to pass to that guy, but I can't tell if the defenders are far enough away for me to be able to do it, and then yeah. i kick it, and then you realize, oh, that wasn't going to work. I the, the type of football we were
1: playing yesterday was very comedians football, though. There's no offside. It's just like, the ball was going miles over there. you like, still in. None of us can be bothered chasing it. If you can but just keep fucking playing. Go ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. It was, it was a sort of a friendly rules game, but there Ooh. was still that general... Skill. There's people around, and, and you could tell who knows how to control the ball, and yeah, and, try and can see
1: the pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, that's my thing. Is I, can, I'm, I always know the exact place to go for someone to cross in. But I just can't it for shit, so it's really annoying. I'm like, oh, I know that you want to ping this in. So for me to get my head on that, I need to be here. But the second the ball about two inches away from my face, I just go, Gah! and then it just hits my head, and I. Oh, and free. you can't p- oh, punch, punch yeah, it
0: no, into no. the thing. Yeah. yeah well. I was I was a little lost and exhausted. I just played one of those games and I was like, okay, I got I got to lie down <laughs> because I'm disoriented. It's mentally exhausting too to try and do a sport that you don't understand. You know, it's like, where do I go? What do I do? Okay,
1: basketball. What you do with comedians? Just verbally abuse everyone. Like, just I I really like fucking with other comics because. Uh, especially if you know them, like whenever I'm playing with Steven Scopolis, I'll just fucking trip him up. And I'll be like, ask for a free kick. There's no referee. Nobody gives a shit. Like we, 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 you're really gonna be that guy halfway during a friendly game? that's like, oh, I get a free kick. Fuck
0: off. I see which guy you are now, though. But I knew this. <laughs> I knew this about you. Yeah. I knew this about you. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was a fun thing to do. I kind of wanted to go because because it was fun to hang out. But I couldn't believe how many people showed up for that. Yeah. Well, the week before soccer. it was only about. Uh, I think 12 of us, and we were all
1: dead the next day. I think it was better this time.
0: I now. laid down for a nap where I just felt like, I forgot, I could, when I woke up from the nap, I couldn't really, you know that one where you don't know, like, am I getting up to do a show, or is this morning now? <laughs> yeah. So it was a pretty, that that wasn't good. And I, and I went to bed early last night after after we saw that. After Donna. The show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's your, what's your, what are your favorite shows that you've seen?
1: Uh, I really, really like Demi Lardner. I've always yeah, her liked, shows was funny. Yeah. Um, and the, she's, she's, she's a young, she's Australian, or 22, or 22. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, I mean, I've always got on with Demi very well. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her do an hour show. Uh, but that one clearly, I don't know what, and it's for me cause I only see them once a year. Uh, the thing I've always enjoyed about Reese Nicholson as well, one of my best friends over here, coming back after a year of not seeing him and just what just because as a comedian he just sees it as a natural progression there's no whereas i'm seeing it year by year and i'm like fucking buddy the leaps and bounds you see him just jump forward a year yeah i had exactly that with denny where i just uh in the year it's just this fucking great show this sort of confidence and stage how expressive she is in her fucking face and her yeah, body line yeah. which was just uh, really great to watch
0: it's yeah. interesting and her show is in a small like it's like 40 seater yeah yeah i like that that little room that's yeah. one of the fun things to me is to go see like you meet somebody and you're hanging out and then you go okay i'm gonna go see your show and then you go and it's in that little room and you see them do a stand-up act for just like 30 40 yeah, people yeah. and which which I feel like a lot of people listening to this might be like, that's a small crowd, but that's a sold out show. Yeah. Yeah. In- I mean, a
1: lot of the shows that finally, like the common uh, I think is the average attendance of a show like midweek here is about 12. I've got a friend Barry who's uh, been doing a show here and the most he's ever had it in the 16, he's been doing shows to four, five
0: people a day still fucking does the show yeah well I'm I'm happy doing my show and and I have I think I don't know what my smallest one was maybe 24 or something Mm. like that but uh, but yeah it's really just uh, well for us for us the little guys not guys like you Daniel who are selling out after the first weekend but the little guys you know it's like you're trying to fill it up as much as you can and and then have as much fun as you can on the small ones right
1: yeah yeah. and I always think it's important as well like I know people uh, come here and that's why I've always enjoyed about like, uh, you know, once I did my first ever Edinburgh show, and you know I didn't get even get nominated for best newcomer like, and after that I just went, oh, I'm not, I'm not that type of comic, I'm not a best show comic, I'm just, a, I'm a club comic and a stand up that's doing, think I just learned to really have fun during the festivals, you know, I love going out every night because I can be myself on stage anyway, if if I'm hungover. If uh, that's it's still me, that's it's very easy for me to do my because it's not a show; it's just me talking. It's just me doing my up yeah, yeah. I bel- I can do them in any sort of.
0: Well, form. even even the people who do get nominated for the awards. I, I mean, I suppose some of them are kind of thinking, "Look, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get nominated for an award." But it seems like they're they're just doing a thing that they want to do. Oh I yeah, mean,
1: yeah. Like I mean, look at look at the nominations. Damien Powers uh, show the way he writes shows fucking excellent. Same with Anne Edmonds and Reese's show this year is fucking great. It's a, like a it's, again Reese's show isn't even like a uh, theme show as much. It's just a story about him and his uh, boyfriend and obviously how gay marriage is uh, illegal here. Like you can't get, get yeah. married here, and he's engaged to his boyfriend. Um, that's the sort of through art, but again it's just solid stand up all the way through. I mean whenever I see the uh, when that awards list came out, I literally looked at every name and you were just like and Zoe comes Mars show. You looked at every name on that list and you went, Yeah, yeah. yeah I like I th- there's absolutely not one person there that I'm like, Who the fuck did he? You just like, no, that is everyone on yeah, there yeah.
0: work their fucking socks off. Well they're working their what's up and then Zoe's Zoe's show, which I saw which was so great. in a room that seats 60 people or 75 people you know and so she's doing all of that hard work for that yeah you know even if she sold out every show that's how many people could come and see her. but now she's i think had added shows but it's pretty great it's pretty great she's
1: going over to Edinburgh as well is she going to do this one over there
0: so that's
1: why i'm fanny fucking excited because i'm like you're gonna fucking kill like if you're you know She's nervous cause, uh, to come over especially with this show, so it's basically, it's her, uh, without ruining too much But it, it's her playing a old Australian male comic who's just annoyed the way political correctness has gone. And yeah,
0: yeah, well he's sort of terrible and he does kind of hack sexist yeah. kind of stuff and then he's mad because he's getting in trouble for being sexist and so then he decides he's going to be a clown. Oh, it's really a funny show and it's like watching that guy lose his mind and yeah. her lose her mind you can't tell who's going crazy while you're yeah. watching the show and it might be you think maybe you're losing your mind yeah it's, yeah. Such, a, it's such a fun show it's, but that'll kill in edinburgh won't it i mean i yeah, don't know yeah, anything but about I, edinburgh
1: it absolutely will but again it's not you know a uh, thing of um, you know how, was, how are people gonna you know hear about it again as you said, it's a great fucking show uh but the first week. Uh, she might be playing to like 30 or 40 people, maybe even like 16. But you, I think, reckon with the Barry nomination. Yeah. And, uh, now that I've seen it, I'm going to plug the fucking shit out of our show when I go over. I always plug shows at the end of mine yeah, yeah, yeah. to get people along. And that's just one of the ones where I'm like, we have got it. And I always, I always put a little bets on with my friends at the start of the festival about who I reckon's going to get nominated for what. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, every year for the past three years, I've got at least one right. Oh, really? And, yeah. I got uh, Matt O'Kine right three years ago. I got Steen Raskopoulos right uh, uh, two
0: years ago, and who was the one I fucking nailed? Matt O'Kine, Steen Raskopoulos. I don't. I, th- I think Matt O'Kind comes to the U.S., but I don't think Steen does. But no, he, no, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I reckon he will. Have you seen Steen's show yet? No, no. it's very good. It's it's it's. I hate
1: audience participation. Uh, I just always find it's too. But pleasing. he does a lot of it. Oh, and the whole thing is it's a one-man character show, but the other characters are the audience members, and it should not work. It should not work and oh that sounds great n- he, that he, sounds great I saw it twice during Enema because I was just like because it's different every show because he used to get different people up on stage but how he just m- not even manipulates but just manipulates really suggests that he makes them do something he lets them do what they're going to do and then he reacts then he in it. it that's so good to watch
0: Yeah, yeah. That's amazing to me that when you see stuff like, how do you even think of that? Yeah. Well, like watching those guys last night, Auntie Donna, so it's these three guys and you can watch them on the internet. What's their website? Uh, Auntie Donna, if you just go on uh,
1: YouTube, uh, I strongly recommend just watching their 1999 series. So it's Auntie, A-U-N-T-Y, D-O-N-N-A. Yeah. Uh, They've got seven episodes out of this series so far. I'll, I'll just do that as an introduction and it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. One of their jokes last night in the show, and I will absolutely, it ruined me last night, I couldn't stop laughing, it was when it was the stepdad telling off the daughters for staying up too late. So it's just the sketch where, and they're all such good comic actors, but one of the lines was when the stepdad was punishing them was, a, If you two girls don't go to bed, I'm going to put you in separate rooms and split you up and then you're.
0: Periods aren't going to be in sync anymore. <laughs> and yeah, and you're gonna. But then and that's was so
1: ridiculous. That, it's uh... so well,
0: but it's ridiculous because it's three guys and they're being so silly and campy. Yeah. Pretending to be little girls, except for the guy who's pretending to be the dad. Yeah. Who is arguably the most campy of them. Yeah. is The guy who's pretending to be the dad. And uh, and then and then they're funny because they do lip syncing and pre-recorded things that they insert into their other stuff yeah. and it's just as it's a crazy show, but that's one definitely where, while you're watching it, you're like, how How how, did you,
1: how did you do this? How did
0: they, how, when are they sitting around? Like what kind of wide open conversation are they having where one guy goes, Hey, I get this idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It really does. Uh, that's, that is what I love about these sort of festivals is the fact that I find it very hard to be, uh, jealous and you know, because I'm just so impressed I just watch people doing this and I'm like I couldn't like I'm just amazed that you came up with like this idea I mean even Demi Lardner even though she's just doing straight stand up well, her has bits a, in her the, her use of language I'm just like I don't even have I don't even think I have that part of my brain that I allowed you to do all that but
0: she even has a kind of a thing in her show where it's that her dad yeah, her dad calls like, up on the phone and wants to talk to her, talk to her, her like she's got to. oh I gotta it's sort of played off like he's actually calling her phone and then it's over the PA so she goes oh it's just he's calling my subconscious yeah. uh, but it's really funny and it's like that kind of stuff that uh, just is so it, it's not out there it's not crazy when you're sitting in the room and it happens you're like oh I understand exactly what's going on well
1: they get you fully to Marsa in their world they but just... it's
0: completely out there as far as stand-up goes that's what's fun to me is to be in it to be in this festival where you go to a show and go oh I I could do that if I wanted to. If I thought of this, I could do that. You yeah, know?
1: But we don't. We just think, right, what can I take the piss out of? What's weird?
0: What annoys me? Oh, not next year. I'm going to be dressed up as a flag. <laughs> or a possum. Or, a, you know, I don't know. Are you coming by next year? Well, I have to think of a way to be able to do it where my wife and daughter can come along so that I'm not gone from them this long. But I, I want to. I mean, I'd like to. It's just been too much fun. It's been too much fun doing the shows, hanging out with all you guys, meet, making new friends, yeah. and, you know, being here, and, and and such a kind of out of the ordinary, out of the thing for what I'm, you Used know, to, my yeah. normal, the rest of my year, and I think it's going to be good, I think it's going to be good for me, even if it's just like, hey, get up and try and write a new a new hour show for next year for yeah. this.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I always enjoy, it's just the, the deadline, because it's so easy in this job, especially in festivals like this, to be, Unprofessional, uh, not unprofessional. We just have a lot of fun and you know forget that you know the reason you're able to have so much fun is because of the work you put into it. Having these sort of things as deadlines, having the fringe to write for every year, really makes me at points just buck up my fucking game and be like, right, you had your month of silliness, you had your month of fucking fun when you partied every night and you were a bit of an idiot. Whereas when I go back home, uh, I'm back home for two weeks, then I'm off to LA. Uh, so I don't feel well that time I'm just going to be like right in order to have that much fun again next year You have to have a show that well, You have to start
0: you have to start writing now because that you did that you can't do that next year yeah. This is the deadline and I hadn't really you know to come this time. It was basically. Oh, yeah I want to go and oh, somebody's helping fill out the forms and all the other stuff and buy the ticket and then show up and then I didn't really realize oh next year kind of starts as soon as you realize this year that you want to yeah. do it next year, it's like, okay, you better start thinking of making you little list of what you're going to be talking yeah. about, you know? Well, I've always just, yeah.
1: I think in a job where there's hardly any ever deadlines, always. but it's
0: it's funny cause you talk about you had your fun or you're fucked off, yeah. but you're actually, what you mean though, is you're doing your shows every night. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I still work it. and what people that didn't and why I keep having to remind myself a lot is. Going out and drinking and partying is part of the job. That's you know. I mean, it, it sounds like I'm just trying to justify, but I'm you're net- sort of
0: screwing this up for me and my wife right now because it's- I've got her convinced that I'm working hard over here. Oh, no, you are,
1: but <laughs> because when you go out drinking, you're genuinely networking. I mean, how many times have you oh, gone I out definitely- and then the next day got a gig off of the person that you met, or or you know, you've you make so many contacts when you go out. Uh, well, here,
0: here I feel like the thing is to make new friends and then to. When I come back next year, I'll at least be able to tell my wife, oh, this is what you want to go see. Yeah. This is a guy, you know, to be able to say that hi to people. Or, you know, so-and-so's got a podcast that the next year they'll say to me, maybe, hey, do you want to do this or do you want to go yeah. on this morning and it is, radio
1: show? Going out and being an idiot is its a fun part of the job. But uh, it is, you know, you especially with Max Watch, you meet all the staff there. Once you, you know, you get to know the staff as well. Uh, you got a member of the staff put in... You know, the people who work at all the venues, they are plugging shows. The people come up to members of staff and go, what shows should I see? And if you've had fun with this person, like, I heard this show is great. You know, you bring friends to your show. If a comedian enjoys your show, the word of mouth of that is going to be yeah, yeah. way bigger than the word of mouth of an audience member because the comedians go and tell their audiences. The comedians go and tell other comedians. Those comedians then come see the show. And... This festival, I've had so many comedians come to my show and, and, and that's then sort of spread out yeah, yeah ticket sales a lot. And that is because I go out and buy them drinks and
0: be, be stupid with them. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky if you've got a room that comedians can get into. I've tried to go see a few shows and had to be like, oh, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. You gotta yeah, get, yeah, yeah, to yeah. To the next day. I was finding, yeah,
1: I just sneak people in the back of my room. They're like, it's sold out. And I'm like, yeah, but they can stand. I was bringing them in with me because... They're not going to tell me, no. They'll happily tell the comedians coming in. Yeah, yeah, no, that,
0: yeah, well, that's, you're different, you're different to a lot of shows, where you can't talk to the person who's doing it before, you, you know. Yeah, 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 you can talk to me up to
1: 30 seconds yeah. until I go on stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Kai, my support act on tour, we have a game where we just talk shit in each other's ear before the other person goes on stage. We're like, you're going to bomb, you're going to bomb so fucking hard. This is going to be the worst gig of your entire life. You're going to eat so much shit. Now, how long? Ladies and gentlemen, Kai have a how long have you known that guy, Kai? Um, I've known Kai
0: for like seven, eight years now. Oh, so he, you guys are kind of contemporaries. Uh, yeah,
1: comedy-wise, he's a year younger than me. Uh-huh. Uh, but age-wise, he's about five, six years older. Um, and Yeah, I, I did a competition uh, called Two Think Funny in, in Edinburgh. Uh, one year signed with my agent. Next year I came back and uh, did my first solo show. And the year I was doing my first solo show, Kai was in the final of So You Think You're Funny. Um, uh-huh. So and my agent saw him and was like, "There's this. should bring this guy along." Who oh, no, knows? She signed him. And she was like, "And Kai and I've always said if you believe in the you know infinite number of universes, slightly different from the last. This is the only one where me and Kai are friends mm-hmm. because like I'm um, you know a fucking middle class piece of shit. He's this working class." Uh, Jordy, which is from the uh, northeast of England with a stupid accent, his upbringing was just him either getting the shit beaten out of himself or him beating the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just the nicest fucking friendliest guy but it's we disagree on so many things but we make each other laugh our fucking asses off and, and Marlene just went, my, our agent went, do you want to go on a five-day tour? It was my, I was just doing a little tour Car can your support, and we were like, "Yeah, yeah." And we went out for five days, had a great bunch of gigs. She was like, "Would you want to tour together again?" And we went, "Yeah." She was like, "Good. Here's sixty-five dates." And we were like, "Oh, there's the fucking deep end." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah.
0: so that's a big friendship test. Well, then, and then what happens? Because because in the states, those kind of relationships have a time thing on them. Because then he's gonna he's gonna move up, right? He's gonna start yeah, doing. The, what actually happened though was, uh, you know,
1: I was doing it. He was doing twenty twenty-five before me we'd have a break and then I'd come on and do my hour uh, and we've been turned together for the first six years now. Uh, my audience now, no Kai. It's no longer my audience, it's my Kai's audience. Oh, so then he can expand. He can yeah, do, absolutely. He can do a longer set. I mean, oh, he can yeah, wind he was, up. She, she, yeah. The last one, the last set, he was doing 40 because the, and cause also at the end of the show we've turned together so much now that we, as an encore, come on and uh, just do questions for the audience and just tell horrible stories about each other. We've, we know each other's deepest, darkest secrets. oh that
0: would be such a great, fun. I mean, I'd love to be on a tour like that with one of my friends. Yeah, you and know. it's a, and the audience love it because they've also grown
1: with us over these past you know five six years. And yeah, you know, yeah. I've done gigs where you know Kai's had to go on and do other work, and I've have a different support on. And people after the show are like, "We love this support act, but where but the first guy? First guy? Yeah."
0: yeah. So then he has to turn over his whole show then the next year he's too. Got, right? he's got to do an hour every year. He knows, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the yeah. same thing. And we
1: also we write a lot together. Um, yeah. Just, be- but we've got, you know, especially in comedy, I find that you write you our sense of humor is always darker than that of the audience, and it's just because um, it's not because we're worse people. It's because comedy is always about misdirection. Uh, right, to surprise someone you have to say something that they're not expecting. expecting. So you've got to understand when you're talking to a comedian, they're predicting your next line. They're going with it. So in order to catch them off guard, you've got to say something they're not expecting. And 9 yeah. times out of 10, that is something that you sh- should never
0: say. It's illegal, it's something illegal. Yeah, it's
1: something you would never ever say. And it's not that f- we're not laughing at it because oh, you know, it's funny that pedophilia is hilarious, but I can't believe you took it there because it's weird it thinks, but that's why I always say if, if people were to ever listen to some of the stuff I say in private to comedians what well, would end my fucking career but
0: that's the other thing too that thing of comedians you know like I'm married now but before when you date some, when you bring a, a new woman to a show who wasn't used to being around comedians and I'm sure it's true, true of your a female comedian you bring a guy along but if they're not used to hanging out with comedians they think oh you guys, they're so mean they're so mean to each other it's like no, they're not mean to each other, but it's like puppies, you know. They're fighting yeah. each other. Like, you that's each what other. Makes it, yeah. yeah,
1: and also this is not the reason comedians are so mean to each other. The reason I'm mean is, you know, you get validation from the audience constantly. Like you, it's if you come off stage if you've had a good uh-huh. gig, your ego is through the fucking roof, and what I always appreciated from my friends and my family. Is that none of them? None of them have ever cared how my career's going. They've all they're proud of me and stuff, but they're never. They were like, "Who gives a shit? You're still just sloss. You're still the prick." My mom just goes, "I wiped your fucking ass, dickhead. I wiped your ass when you were a baby. I don't." <laughs> your care. mother calls you a dickhead.
0: Dick? Oh, she, yeah, yeah, she calls me a cunt. Yeah, of course she does. Oh, I love my mother. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's tough yeah i can't imagine my mom calling
1: me a dickhead yeah. oh no my mom my mom's awful like uh she's amazing but uh she's notorious she's a very 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 funny woman so there's uh, another podcast uh, called full fop with uh will will anderson yeah yeah so my mom listens to everything i do because she is a big fan and, and and she's one of my best friends and we you know we love each other very much and she likes to keep up to date uh Maybe because I don't phone her as much as I perhaps should, because I'm having too much fun. And she
0: lives in Edinburgh too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, she no, she lives in Fife nearby. Okay. Uh, and uh, I was doing full FOB one time, and um, me and Will were getting onto the topic of sex, and I was about to say something, and I knew my mother would be listening, so I said, "Oh, mum, I know you're listening. Just do me a favour. Just turn off the podcast just for the next five. Just skip forward five minutes. You, you know don't want to hear this." Do that. And and then me and Will started talking about how much we like going down on women, right? That's the way the podcast went. So the next day, one of Will's fans tweets my mother, being like, did you actually skip over? Your mother's on Twitter. Of course she is, yeah, at Dr. Les, funnier than I am.
0: Uh, she, she's constantly on Twitter. At Dr. what? At Dr. Les, D-R-L-E-S. Okay. Uh, so you could tweet Daniel's mom if there's anything in this show that you didn't like. Please don't tweet me. Please. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. My mum yeah. loves, absolutely loves it. Uh, oh, who are you on Twitter? I'm just Daniel Snos. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So someone asked her the next day. Was like, did you listen to the thing? And my mother's reply for everyone to see was, let's just say he's his father's son. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man. <laughs> my mom. My mom and dad live for embarrassing me. And, yeah. yeah. And, and again, they're the same. They won't. There's nothing they won't say if they think it can
0: fuck me up or put me off. Or yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, well, we got to go do our shows. What are you, what are you doing tonight? Uh, we're going to go see Feeble Minds. Yeah, we're going to go see Feeble Minds. That's a late-night show. Um, thank you for listening. I hope this wasn't too inside baseball, but if you haven't been here, you got to come here. And if you are here, you should look at your program and go see some of this stuff. Uh, don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. Go to Daniel's shows. What, what's your website? Do you have a website? Uh,
1: just DanielSloth.com.
0: Daniel, as you spell Daniel, and then S-L-O-S-S. Yep. Yeah, easy. Okay, this is the the theme song. You still can't hear it. All right, let's just review for a minute. Daniel Sloss is a great guy. I love him. Let's face it. I also have a soft spot for Andy Warhol, and uh, Scottish moms are tough, and uh, Scottish dads... (laughs) love to go down on their wives. Okay, see you next week I I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine. Oh, It's probably not fair to generalize like that, Get all I couldn't make that, out that I As long as it's complimentary, I suppose it's okay.